Welcome to the unofficial Love is Blind Season 6 podcast, where we deep dive into the romantic roller coaster of the latest season on Netflix. I'm Laura, and I'm here with Amber. Join us as we unpack the drama, the heartache, and the love connections made in the pods. From the heartfelt conversations to the jaw-dropping reveals, we'll discuss it all. So grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's explore the world of Love is Blind together. So this first segment of episodes, one through three, we're not going any further than those. Right. And off the bat, I wanted to ask you, Laura, favorite cast member, least favorite cast member. Favorite cast member right now is AD, hands down. Agreed. My least favorite cast member is Nick Lachey. (laughs) <laughs> like always a disappointment always. to see that man walking through the doors exactly but you know uh as we've discussed before since it's like his show he's probably going to be a return cast member for the entirety of its life <laughs> nick lachey <laughs> back again unfortunately <laughs> yeah i i have to say with this new season i've noticed some things about the way that they're shooting it that it feels like they're kind of in how do i say this like damage control because we've had multiple mentions of therapy so it looks like they're providing the cast members with therapy everyone's eating so like (laughs) they're doing a really good job of showing like hey everyone's getting their food no one's starving (laughs) (laughs) this isn't like psychological torture going on this season it's interesting it has been. Kudos to their PR. So one thing I noticed right off the bat was we finally have a U.S. participant with a child. I've watched uh, other variations like Sweden, Brazil, and on Brazil, it seemed to be a little more like normalized to have a child while you're joining the show. Nobody seemed to bat an eyelash at that. Like in season three, a couple people had children already. But this would be the first time we've seen this in a U.S. version. Yeah, it's it's a risky it's a risky thing to do. I my my feelings on Jessica have changed a little bit throughout you know the first three episodes because I haven't we haven't watched any more than that. No no spoilers right. here. We're not going further than that. I do like Jessica. I think it is. You can tell she very strongly wants to find that connection. And I think that's fine. I think it makes it harder for her having a child, but I don't think anyone should say you shouldn't do this. I agree. As a mother. Absolutely. Um, one thing we kind of skipped over, who's your favorite and least favorite character? Oh, okay. So like you, I really enjoy AD Amber Desiree. She just has this incredibly soothing personality where if I met her somewhere I would be like oh I want to be that girl's friend absolutely she's just she's just that girl but also her choices in men AD I'm sorry girl I'm sorry but Clay like I, I I understand the attraction like he's very smooth but he gives big player energy right off the bat and for me that first interaction, like red flags left and right, like, no, 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 get out, get out, run. <laughs> but she's a self-admitted, she said, fix a hoe, I think. And I, uh, girl, you got to get out of that mindset. You, 
you're a strong, independent, capable woman, run. <laughs> like, there are other men out there. Clay, I am not Clay all day. No, no. No. So, like, in the first episode, we got to meet a bunch of the cast members, and I have a couple comments on some of them. First, I love that Trevor is dressed up like your local Jeep salesman. <laughs> <laughs> He's... He's incredibly enjoyable, though. Like, I like his personality quite a bit. And, I mean, obviously, I'm watching. I can see what he looks Look, like. Look, girl, his but... list of things that make him smile, I'm right there with him, especially on a freshly groomed lawn. Like, I fuck with that. That brings – oh, it's so satisfying. In my notes, I wrote, he likes dogs. That's a Hell plus yeah. for me. Good energy. He has a dog named Chelsea. The mullet could take it or leave it, but, you know, that's, I guess he just has a big personality and it shows through the mullet. Right. What did you think about Matthew? Because he's gotten a lot of screen time in episodes one and two. Oh, Matthew, Matthew. Look, people are roasting him online and I, I understand why, but... This man is so incredibly introverted that I understand where he's coming from. And he has the most legitimately funny monologues and grandstanding that I think I've ever seen on a season when he's saying, like, showing emotion is weakness. Y'all! Like, <laughs> okay, so Matthew, I would not want to date him. He seems like a dating nightmare, honestly. Absolutely. But, like, Absolutely. dude really walked out on Sarah Ann talking. He just said, okay, I got to go and left. Like, bro, what are you doing? Then he, like, almost, like, in our next couple scenes, he compares himself to Superman. Then he calls himself a country boy. Like, I'm crying. What are you talking about, my dude? Like, nothing about you says country boy. What do you do, Matthew? I'm a wealth advisor. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to, you know, be the star of a rodeo. The icing on the cake for me is when he was like, America loves an underdog. I think America will be taking my side. And I'm like, <laughs> That was the best part of the episode so far. Do you absolutely? Do you remember when he was talking about? He told his therapist that he was coming on his show, and even his therapist was floored. He, I hope his therapist oh, Matthew, watches. Matthew. I hope I they take too. notes. I do too. It would be a very interesting case study for that therapist. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, I wanted to ask you about Jimmy. Jimmy and Chelsea. Uh, I'm really like eh, with Jimmy. Like he does he have anything to say outside of I'm overwhelmed? He seems to let the women do the majority of the labor in terms of guiding the relationship. Giving information. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's weird Which, for me. Too much work. I mean, me personally, I, I want someone who's at least going to be a bit reciprocal. Right. But I could understand the appeal of Jimmy if I were, I don't know if I was like born and raised in the South and like that kind of like good old boy mentality was attractive to me, right. I guess. But it's, I mean, that's not my thing. 
so I under I understand why someone might be into him, but me personally, there's there's nothing there for me to really latch on to about him. Yeah. That's about it. I don't know, man. He just I I'm not a huge fan of him. I, I guess I like people a little more lively than that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just I don't know if I'd want to date somebody who kind of never has anything to say. And anytime I have something serious to say, they're like, yeah, this is just too much for me right now. Because that seems to be his kind of go-to. Anytime somebody that he's dating has, like, something serious they want to talk about, he's just like, uh, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. He's always like, I'm just trying to change the subject. Right. He's very quick to emotionally dump the person who's like feeding him news that he doesn't want to hear and it takes him a while to recover he doesn't quite know the right thing to say but I don't know he's to me he's no like grand prize or anything he is out of all of the cast members the one that I have like a major prediction about that is So he's in the love triangle with Jessica and Chelsea. Because of things that Chelsea has said, which we have to talk about in a moment, he's seemed to like lean towards Chelsea, I feel like, because of something based on looks. And he doesn't know that Jessica, she looks like a real deal model. Like she looks like a guest model from the 90s. She's very like conventionally attractive. Absolutely. If Jimmy chooses Chelsea because he thinks she's going to look a certain way, I have a feeling when the reunion happens and they have like a mixer, he sees Jessica, he's going to be like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. He was way too invested in the Megan Fox thing. Like suddenly he's got something to say and then he's all like, just marry me right now, bro. This is not impressive. Like, now you want to perk up because, like, you think that she could possibly look like Megan Fox? That's... It's... that he got, There was more life in that man thinking about the possibility of the woman on the other side of the screen resembling Megan Fox than he showed in any other moment. Agreed. Agreed. That was the biggest yeah. reaction I think that we've gotten out of him. I, I found the whole scene just kind of gave me the ick. Like, oh, absolutely. From, from start to finish, like from start with how Chelsea interjected appearance to finish with how he had some sort of like wet dream at the idea of Megan Fox on on screen. Right. And she brought it up. She did bring she it prompted. up. She prompted the topic. Yeah. She prompted the topic with somebody else, too. Look, I I can't hate on Chelsea for doing that because this is a competition. (gasps) It definitely made things lively for the viewers. (laughs) Can we quickly touch on that this season is competitive? Like, in a way that I have not experienced in other seasons. And I guess something for, like, the audience to know is... We're like day one watchers. We've been watching this entire brand of series, like of Love is Blind and their alterations since like season one. And I got to tell you, I've never seen a cast on any variation that is as competitive as this cast is. I think you might be onto something 
specifically with this Chelsea moment, it, it felt incredibly calculated. And I can't hate on her for doing it because, look, like you said, it's a competition. But it does feel pretty shady. <laughs> like, it doesn't belong in a show that is, like, based around not knowing what the other person looks like. Yeah, that's my thing is, like, I don't actually care if these people are looks-driven or not. But when you come on a show that the whole premise of it is to remove looks from the dating equation, I feel like maybe you should just, you know, give it the old Harvard try and try and do it without interjecting looks into the equation. Right, and that's my beef with Clay. Same situation. I got a few beefs with Clay. Like, Ooh, let me, a few. Tell me. I, I really cannot come to terms with how he treated AD. I understand that, like, it probably wasn't the best idea for her to go into that pod and then, you know, start talking to him about the issues that she's having with Matthew. But the way that his ego responded in that moment was just inappropriate. Like, all of that anger, he's yelling at her about how she feels. These are her feelings that she's talking about. And he's, like, dictating to her about why she's in the wrong. He was just upset. And he continues on and on over, like, what? Even at, I'd say even in episode three, we're still seeing clips of Clay complaining about the fact that AD was also seeing Matthew and that how that makes him feel. So he mentions things like, my ego is huge. Like he himself says that. Yeah, he, he oscillates really heavily between self-awareness and throwing self-awareness out the window. Right. But when he says something like, my ego is huge, it feels like a way for him to act how he wants to act and be without any backlash because it's like, this is who I am. I just have a big ego, you know? Like, that's just me. He's not taking accountability for his actions because he has that to fall back on. It's just me. That's how I am. I'm an egotistical man. And it's like, bro, you're, look, you're cute, but... He's giving really big like player energy and I just don't appreciate men who need to like say these types of things without actually checking themselves. It just, it feels really terribly adjusted. Yeah, it does. Like the way that he has responded to her in these moments have been really inappropriate. <laughs> I would love to say like, AD girl, please just bypass this man he is not deserving of how you treat people in the way that like we're seeing you express care but at the same time you know i can quote her as saying if i see a red flag i'll just paint my nails red to match and like while i'm laughing so hard at the idea of saying that because it's funny it's also like she's a little bit more self-aware and takes a little bit more accountability than clay does like he uses the self-awareness aspect but then he just stops there he doesn't take the next steps of like accountability and how you can do better and create less harm in your behavior in the future well she also has this very soft gentle nurturing personality and I could see how a man like clay would latch on to that and and not just a man like clay but someone in general who does have problems, they would see a woman like that and be like, oh, she's not going to check me. 
You know, yeah. she's not she can offer what I what I want and it makes her kind of an easy target of I feel like. She definitely is understanding. She did get through like Michael's outer shell. Or sorry, Matthew's. Matthew's yeah, she shell. got through Matthew's yeah. outer shell. She got through that. She was understanding of like how he responds and engages. And he really latched onto that too. Correct. It, it's too... And look, I'm not going to make like a point blank judgment about Matthew. I just think, I don't think he's a terrible person. I think he's just incredibly introverted and bad with people. Right. I don't think he's evil or something like that. Um, no, I don't think he's evil. I don't think Clay's evil either. I think that they're both no. kind of in the same boat where, and also we're only three episodes in, so we haven't even seen like the real layers of things unfold. Right. They both picked up on something about AD that made them gravitate towards her. And I think it is because she is just a lovely person. They saw her as someone like, hey, I can be who I am and she's going to be okay with it. Right. But then they took advantage of it. Correct. And that's where I have the biggest issue with both of them is they met somebody who's lovely and caring and understanding and willing to like do help them with the work and things like that, but they keep taking advantage of it instead of appreciating it. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Ooh, what do you think? I hate to jump topics like this, but what do you think is going to happen with AD? Do you think she's going to leave? Or do you think she's going to say yes to Clay? I don't think Matthew's in the running anymore because, you know, he left on his grand epic quest to find Amber. But what do you think is going to happen with Clay? I think she might choose him. I do because she's not in the running. Like there's no other man in the pods that she's talking to at this point. He doesn't seem to be having any other dates at this point that I know of. You know, maybe right. they're not showing us. But they've been spending so much time with her that it would be weird if they just like she went home. You know, like why? That's how spend I all feel. That like on her? I kind of felt like after episode two, why did they spend so much time with people who apparently are just gonna go home? Right. Right. I know we didn't really see a lot of it, but did you find Matthew and Amber's connection like kind of surprising? I've been thinking about this a little bit, and I have to assume because Amber left early, they cut all her footage. Like, I don't know if this was like, you know, like payback or whatever, or if it's something in their contract where it's like, hey, if you leave early, you don't get to be a part of the show or something like that. It could be that. But yeah, like it, it was surprising because we didn't get to see any of their interactions and I would have loved to. I don't actually think this is like a cast thing. I think a lot of this comes down to like how they've edited this season. And it's been like, I don't know, it's been really heavy on a handful of couples. And granted, like I said, we've only watched three episodes, but it's been very like pointedly directed editing. Like you can tell that they're editing for a specific outcome. Right. It's interesting too, because out of all of the couples, we didn't spend a ton of time with Amy and Johnny. So you know how I told you I was going to rewatch the three episodes? Mm -hmm. I did realize on the rewatch that we had spent more time with Johnny and Amy than I had initially realized. But I think it's because a lot of their engagements that we like drop in on are just kind of like 
wholesome. Then we, you know, cut away to somebody else who's a little bit more dramatic. And I think it's kind of overshadowed them. But from what I noticed in the rewatch, they seem to have like a really nice dynamic with each other. They, you know, support each other in all the right ways, you know, because she talked about how her greatest fear was something happening and to her brother. To her little yeah, brother. And yeah. And that if anything happened with her parents, that she would be the next in line caregiver and that she needs her potential partner to not only understand that to uh, to be on board with it and he was like a hundred percent there for her yeah he definitely got a lot of points in my book for the way that he handled that topic and I mean too he he could have also been like no you know that's not something I'm looking for but the way that he expressed himself and was really open it was refreshing considering <laughs> we'd been spending so much time with Matthew and Clay. I found it really funny when like Johnny was telling Amy about his dad and singing and then his go-to song was a Christmas song. Okay. Because I was like, (laughs) not Johnny singing Christmas music over spring break. He also started singing. So in my notes, I wrote Johnny, long hair, family person, singing the Mama Sita song. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) No more singing on this show, please. We had it with Zach and, was it Zach and Bliss? It was Zach and Bliss. Doesn't matter. It was Zach and Bliss. I'm good. Netflix, I'm good. I don't. I don't need any more of that. But <laughs> yeah, I think Amy and Johnny, they're a really great match. I'm, yeah, I'm and very happy the first for them. Proposal. I think they'll go the distance. Okay, so we've kind of gotten like a lot of the way through episode one. But one thing I want to talk about is the end of episode one. Okay. The conversation between Amber and AD. I was clutching my pearls like, what is happening right now? What do you mean Matthew said these exact same lines to another woman? Like these hyper specific things about let me talk to your father I wouldn't you know we could just run away the man verbatim yeah the man has written a graphic novel in his head and he is acting it out on this show it honestly made me wonder if he had written a script for himself I I gotta be honest like all I kept thinking is like what a cad I I'm just so grossed out by that like Telling these women that those like ultra specific things on repeat is gross. Matthew, I I don't know. I hope we revisit him. Oh, so do I. Because I really want to see. I got to be honest with you. I know that this skips back to like the end of episode two. But I have got to know if he actually goes out there and tries to find Amber. Which I don't recommend for him to do. It's, It's kind of like it feels invasive and inappropriate to me to do that. Considering like what happened because I was expecting Matthew in that last engagement between him and AD. Like what I was expecting is, is that he was going to go in and like grovel for empathy and forgiveness. And instead he gave. He just skirted right out the door, didn't he? Yeah. He gave a short monologue about how America loves him. And then we switched to like America is going to be watching. Why Why does this man think he is Rudy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But all I could think the whole time was like, boo, boo, like throw tomatoes at this <laughs> right. man. Get him off the stage. Like, but honestly, AD <laughs> said it best. And she just said, okay, bro. Like, what else? What else can you say? Like, okay, bro. Like, see you later. Good luck with that. Yeah, it's 
I don't know. He, that, <laughs> that whole moment, that whole monologue, like I literally see him standing <laughs> like on a mountaintop, arms <laughs> upstretched, like, is this what you want? In my head, he's <laughs> like, like standing on the couch delivering the monologue. He could have been on the floor. I don't know. But in my head, when I recall the scene, bro is standing on the couch giving the monologue to AD. Look, it was hilarious. It was I mean, wild. I mean, for the people involved, but those were some choice words. Yes, Matthew. America, America is, is watching. watching. <laughs> like, we are stunned. We, we, have, are. we do not know what to say. <laughs> I don't know if that's the uh, the feedback you wanted, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, in every season. Okay, so, like, speaking of Matthew, Clay, dudes like that. You know, we've got a couple of those every season, but I don't know if there's been another season that so early on I have thought, who the fuck do these men think they are so many times in the first handful of episodes? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see the dates that didn't work out. So do I. I want to see what led to, the, led to some people not finding their match. I but... want to see the shit that goes down in flames. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, I loved those scenes with Matthew where he just, like, walks out. Yeah. the Those are great. That's great I TV. I love memorable scenes. They can be positively memorable or negatively memorable, but, like, big personalities acting wild. I love that. Speaking of big personalities, <laughs> Jeremy with the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he fucks with Hawaiian shirt. I enjoyed his interactions with Laura. I did really appreciate the line that she gave about not wanting to be someone's mother and she wants a man who is clean, picks up after himself and Jeremy is like, my place is immaculate. And I was like, all right, okay, all right, good for you. I'm so back and forth with him. He has good (laughs) takes on things. He does, like his take about how he's, he sold his house and he's renting and he's not going to buy again until he's with the person that he's going to marry because he wants it to feel like everybody's home, not that they're just moving in to his space. That's a great take. His take on abortion, also great. But, like, I just don't like him. Like, I don't really like his personality, even though he has really great takes on things. Sure, sure. Like, he said some things that gave me the ick, not because he's a bad person like when he was talking about his like story time about christmas how like they want to do the little thing with the santa boots and like it'll smell like cookies i was like like that is not me that is not if someone gave me that story i'd be like yeah we're not this won't work (laughs) i don't know why that's just me not trying to hate on christmas or anything And then Laura is like, yeah, I hate the holidays. And I'm like, all right, girl, same. And then we have Sarah Ann. So this, I think this triangle for me is very intriguing. It's intriguing for sure. Sarah Ann, my... She's my actual my least opinions. favorite cast member. If we set Nick my Lachey aside... on this woman... <laughs> my opinions on this woman started in one place and went all the way in the other direction. Girl, she says, I feel like politics don't belong in a lot of conversations. Says every conservative I've ever met. Sarah Ann, where were you on January 6th? Exactly. The world would like to know. We're going to need to know now. (laughs) 
this is just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Jeremy is like thinking, yeah, maybe she's not for me. Or if he's just like really infatuated with her. I, I don't know where he's going to land. Okay. So I totally, I don't know where he's going to land either. I'm I'm actually not sure. Like, because in all honesty, we haven't seen a lot of engagement from Jeremy with Laura or Sarah. And there has not been a lot of scenes about that. So like, as far as that goes, I'm not really sure. And like what you said, how you're... Your impression of Sarah Ann went from one thing to a completely different thing. I didn't have much of an impression of her. She was just kind of one of those cast members who's there. We've seen a couple blurbs of scenes from her. You don't really get a whole lot out of them. But when she drops her abortion take, I was appalled. If she thinks that her being like, yeah, I think women should be able to receive abortions is like a good take while then immediately following it up with a fucking monologue about how much disdain she has for abortion. Girl, keep your mouth shut. That's not being an ally to women. It also shows like a lack of awareness on like, I I don't know, like she, she very clearly thinks that like her mentality is probably like something in the majority, like she's not going to catch flack for it. Probably because of where she's from and where she lives. Which seems wild to but, me. Girl, you're on national TV. Like, you just you just put that out there. So, I mean, good luck to you. Could you imagine, like, getting on national TV to talk about how you're forgainst women having bodily autonomy? It's, it's a choice. I was floored. I was like, not this, please not. I was like, I thought we were going to, I want to get away from politics when I watch these shows. Like, and now we've got right wing politics here too. Cool. I mean, okay. I will say this. She's much more like moderate conservative, but still I can't get over the implied disdain in her speech about abortion. Also, can we talk about the hypocrisy of saying, I feel like politics don't belong in a lot of conversations while saying it on national TV, giving, you know, speeches about your political beliefs? It's girl, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what, are you okay? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Uh. Ooh, I just looked at my notes and I caught a glimpse of the words Kenneth and Brittany. Look, they are so cute. They're both big into God. That's, you know, it is what it is. Good for them. I feel like they are very compatible. I love that you said that they're so cute because I wrote down they're super cute together. When she said she wants to wait until marriage, I was like, oh boy. (laughs) Like... You do you, girl. They they are like the most beloved people in the school. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you went to a middle school, he would be like the coolest principal and she would be like the coolest teacher. They just give off happy, well-adjusted people. They do. Vibes. And they both had like very traumatic lives. So like there is that like a shared sense of maturity and good for them. Good for them. I love watching their dates. It's really fun to watch them engage. I have to, I know that we haven't seen them a ton, but I have to assume that they've had a pretty decent amount of dates because they seem very comfortable and connected to each other. They already seem like a married couple. They seem like a 60-year-old married couple. 
I gotta tell you, like, Kenneth being a middle school teacher, as the parent of a middle schooler, he should be canonized as a saint. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I don't know how many times I could hear the word skibbity Rizzler a day without losing my mind. And imagine having hundreds of them using, like, young Gen Z, elder Gen Alpha slang at you all the time. Yeah, strong constitution. <laughs> Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, they, they're really enjoyable. I honestly, I hope they make it all the way. Me too. They feel like your best friend's favorite parent or something. Like, you know, like you have a friend where their parents are just great. Yeah. Like if anything happened, you could go there and their parents would be like, it's okay, we'll take care of you. That's how they feel. Yes, like yes. Hey, okay, so I got a question for you. Um, maybe I shouldn't have phrased it as a question. Okay, so I've noticed that I've heard some questions asked on dates this season that I was like, oh, wow, that's a really good question. And why haven't I ever heard anybody else ask that? One of them was, where are we going to live? kind of thing. Yeah, making plans and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it was Jeremy and Laura. Yeah. I think so too. He had a great answer about it as well. Like he definitely he had it did. Out. You know, another thing that actually was a question from Jeremy. He has really good questions. Uh, he asked, and we had talked touched on this earlier. Like when he asked, "What your normal holiday routine is?" That's something I never think to ask people. Like when dating them, until it's like you know the holidays are upon you. Right. Right. I would want to know if I were with like, you know, the overlord of Christmas as somebody who's not like super into holidays. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be a part of a whole Christmas themed Broadway production. Girl, absolutely not. I wanted to ask you a question okay. because I had some thoughts about this and I'm kind of circling back to the topic of therapy. We did have mentions of it this season. Episode three, Clay is crying, talking about, you know, therapy. And I could see how it could be really helpful for people. But also, like, I think I just caught maybe a glimpse of how it could be a negative as well. But what would you say, like, the biggest pros and cons of going through therapy would be during, you know, such a heavy moment in your life like all of the stress of the cameras learning out learning about new things that you didn't know about yourself right so as somebody who's like an advocate of therapy at any stage it is never too late to start going to therapy it is never too late to find a professional to help guide you out of wherever you are and get back to a better place for you the downside to doing therapy during something like this is you are kind of putting the burden of you doing the work onto other people as well like I personally think that Clay is not a bad dude but I do think that he needs to go to therapy and I think that there's a little bit of work that he could stand to do on his own before pursuing a relationship of this magnitude like I don't right. think that when you're getting married is I mean if you can you should probably do the work before you get married or before you're trying to pick out that potential person right yeah, I think that there are definitely some people on this season who should have considered doing a little more work before they showed up. Yeah, absolutely. And I could see too, you know, his personality, and maybe this is just me being too judgmental, 
His person personality reads to me like someone who has gone through a lot. You don't usually meet someone who has like this overwhelming urge to explain, I have a big ego. That's just who I am. Like it's usually covering up for something, whether it be trauma or, you know, whatever. I agree. Absolutely. Throwing him into therapy for the first time in his life might be, for one, very difficult for him because he's becoming aware of things about himself that might bring up a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions and lead to him making decisions he otherwise would not have. Absolutely. I could see someone in that situation trying to grasp towards anything that makes them feel like even an ad feels like what he's reaching out for because in the stress of all of the cameras we don't know what goes on behind the scenes she is that calming person where i could see like it just makes him that much more want someone of that nature and i don't i don't know like i feel bad saying this because i don't like like we said we don't think he's a terrible person and maybe i'm reading way too far into things but he seems like he's going through a lot with the the small amount of breakdowns that he's had right and if they've showed us that many there's probably more that we didn't see absolutely and something to consider is is if this is his first time in therapy he's trying to you know work on himself while also performing in the dating pods exactly and it just seems like an excessive amount of stress and that's why i kept like saying like this is the kind of thing where you should probably do the work before you go there because if you haven't and you're trying to like do both at one time that's a lot of overwhelm right exactly well put Ooh, you know who we haven't talked about really is trevor and Chelsea, because I got to tell you what, near the end of episode two, I was like, what do you mean Trevor and Chelsea are a thing? Like, <laughs> what? What? That's a thing? Like, how we've seen all of this, like, Chelsea and Jimmy, Chelsea and Jimmy. And now it's like Trevor and Chelsea. And I got to tell you what, like, Trevor and Chelsea, I kind of love them together because they're both pretty competitive. We've right. seen Chelsea do some competitive things, but we've also seen Trevor do some competitive things. And he flat out admitted what he was doing. He was like, I know what I'm doing. I got to talk to everybody. I got to figure out who's with who. And I got to figure out like who my primary competition is. And the moment he found out, he went into that pod with a whole game plan. And I love yeah. that for him. Same. I think initially out of the entire cast, he's the male cast member that I was drawn to the most. He seems like a fun guy. And I think, yeah, like I'm an introvert. He seems a bit more like an extrovert. I sometimes like someone to be, you know, like the yin to the yang. Right. But the way that he came in and kind of had this whole like intuitiveness that I hadn't seen, it kind of like flipped things for me. And I was like, oh, he's... He's a lot smarter than he lets on because you see this guy with the mullet and you're like, what is this guy? Because he just looks like a big gym bro, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, he's got a plan. And I'm like, all right. All right, Trevor. Uh, I got to really hand it to him for trying to lock it down without being overly forceful. Yeah. But, but 
I had to watch that final scene of him and Chelsea twice, like back to back, because I heard him say, I love you. And then I was like, did she not say it back? Or did I like blank out for, you know, you could get distracted for a second. And so she I went back and watched it again. And I was like, oh, she does not say it back. She says a mm -hmm. million other things, but... She doesn't say it back. She doesn't really say anything about how she feels about it. She just talks about how, like, she's going to pass out, right? Yeah. They had, okay, besides Matthew's grandstanding, Trevor and Chelsea had probably the funniest moment in the first three episodes where she's trying to guess his hair. And she's like, you might have a mullet for all I know. I, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> That was gold. Look, but he really <laughs> committed to not sharing information about his look because she tried with him too. Like, yeah, there was a did. point in time where she like came at him and was trying to like pull at physical attributes again. And he was just like, I don't know. I don't know. Which I think mm -hmm. was kind of like probably the best route to take. I'm sure it's like really tempting to start talking about like, what each other looks like but i do appreciate how he was like uh i'm here to participate in this like is didn't he even say at one point like that's what this experiment's about yeah mm -hmm. it made me like him more and more absolutely what do you think's gonna happen with chelsea like who do you think like oh man we've got like quite the kerfuffle here because it's it's not really it's a pickle it's, it's <laughs> we are in a pickle um, because it's not necessarily a triangle. It's kind of like a square at this point. Yeah. So Trevor, Chelsea, Jimmy, Chelsea, Jimmy, and Jessica. Right. It, or maybe it's just like, you know, a dancing line. But because I, I don't know who Jimmy's gonna, I don't know who Jimmy would prefer. I think that Megan Fox comment was like the nail in the coffin yeah. for Jessica. I mean, it started out with her telling him that she has a child. And I think that's, you know, that's a big thing. It is. I could see that swaying him towards picking Chelsea. But then Chelsea says, oh, people say I look like Megan Fox. I feel like that was it for Jessica. So my prediction is Chelsea Jimmy and, Jimmy. and Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think Trevor won't end up with someone. I think that might be the end of his. I think it'll be the end for Jessica too. Yeah, agreed. But I think what's interesting about this, what did you call it? Square slash line dance. <laughs> it's a line dance. <laughs> yes. I think all of this could be leading up to the mixer Ooh. where everyone sees everyone. And I don't know, like I, if I were Chelsea, I don't know who she's going to be more drawn to physically if it's going to be Jimmy or Trevor. If I had to choose between but, Jimmy or Trevor, it is Trevor all day of the week, every day of the year. Like, yes. <laughs> yes agreed agreed he just look and it's one simple factor for me he has a better head shape i know that is like <laughs> hyper specific and insane of me but trevor has a better head shape and i do like his mullet it's fun and look like the mullet you know like hair changes with the season clothes change trevor with a makeover like he could be anyone i mean he's got a nice build he's like a big guy he looks like Jimmy a rugby just player kind of he does he does and he has a personality which jimmy is 
severely lacking. I'm sorry to say. Look, either Netflix did him dirty or Jimmy is just like a lower energy personality, which is fine. Yeah, it is fine. I like personally, I like a little bit bigger of a personality because, you know, like with being ADHD, I I tend to be a little chaotic. (laughs) I think this is leading up to be a very interesting mixer episode. Me too. I think personally, if it were me and the pods, I would have probably gone for Trevor or Kenneth. But Kenneth, when he probably got to like the God thing, it would have been the end of it for me. Look, I personality too many years in Catholic school. Yeah, he just has this very calm, like chill personality that it's great. Yeah. And I mean this with no disrespect whatsoever. But as an atheist, like the God thing would be an issue for me. But if I had to choose like a partner from the male contestants, it'd be Kenneth. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, he's I got to tell you, him being 25 blows my mind. Same. That Same. was not me at 25. <laughs> like He's so well adjusted. He's oh so God. well adjusted. He's so kind. He's so like forward thinking. Kenneth is just a delight. Yeah, agreed. I'm really rooting for them. So I am, am I. I am dying agreed. to watch episode four, five me and six. Too. But mostly four right now because it's, you know, the immediate next step. Same. Is there anything you wanted to touch on before we wrap it up? One last thing I want to say is so like on the boards right now, we've got two engagements, right? Yeah. Like we've got two up on the board. So we've got Kenneth and Brittany and we've got Johnny and Amy. I I really hope both couples go all the way. Yeah, I'm excited to see the reveal. Ooh, so am I. Kenneth and Brittany's reveal. It's not going to be as great as the real national treasures of Love is Blind, which is my all-time favorite couples ever, Brett and Tiffany. But I feel like it'll be close to that. I think it'll be close to. I really hope it is anyways. They deserve the best. Absolutely. They both had like a really, I don't want to say sad because I don't mean it in like a pity way. But if you've ever experienced, yeah, complex grief, like you know that that is a beast of a burden. And they both experienced that at such young ages. I really hope they get everything they want out of life. I agree. All right, that all right, that wraps up episode one. We will be back with more for the next grouping of episodes. Let us know what you thought. Who was your favorite couples? If you were in the pods, who would have you chosen? Give us some feedback on Spotify, leave us a message, and we will be back with you next time. Mm-hmm.